1: All this dances new, I think I love you too I'm so happy when you dance with me I don't want to kiss or hold your hand If it's funny, try and understand There is really nothing else I'd rather do Cause I'm happy just to dance with you I don't need to want to hold you tight I just want to dance with you all night in open, do, to dance you, just
0: to dance and welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon on the Talkstar Radio Network and the all-new Exxon Broadcast Network coming to you live and around the world from our broadcast affiliate family right across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean. South America, the Pacific Rim, Australia, Asia, India, Africa, and Europe. If you'd like to give us a call, our toll-free line is 1-800-610-7035. That is toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii at 1-800-610-7035. My email address is exxon at com On MSN Messenger, Radio TV at hotmail.com and our website, www.XZoneRadioTV.com. Well, you know, this hour is going to make you happy. I'm not kidding. We're going to be talking to Dr. James Baird about his new book that he wrote with Laurie Nadell, entitled Happiness Genes, Unlock the Positive Potential Hidden in Your DNA. Now, exonation Nation, we North Americans and People around the world have a right to, well, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And every day, thousands of advertising images seduce us into believing that happiness can be bought. So, with all these guarantees, why is it that most of us are still searching for the key to contentment and joy? Heavy question. Well, My guest this hour, Dr. James Baird, an inventor, engineer, author, and researcher who has studied the subject of happiness for more than 20 years, together with co-author Laurie Nadell, proves in his new book, Happiness Genes Unlock the Positive Potential Hidden in Your DNA. And joining me is Dr. James Baird. Dr. Baird, welcome to the X-Zone, sir. Nice having you with us. uh, uh,
2: Thanks, Rob. I think the... The biggest issue to start off with is, what is happiness? That's the a good common, point. The common feeling for happiness is kind of like in the uh, eyes of the beholder. It has to do with materialistic things, mm-hmm. getting things, having pleasures, and the problem with that, not that pleasure is bad, but all of these things are affected by external changing conditions. So... Whatever you feel satisfies you now is going to be different as conditions change. And pleasures, I don't know, <clears throat> no matter how good they are, uh, become saturated after a period of time. So I think that's the basic problem. And if you go around the world and you do surveys, mm-hmm. or even in the U.S., and you ask people what is your degree of happiness, what they're going to answer is they're not going to answer about happiness. They're going to talk mm-hmm. about um well-being, the feeling of well-being, and satisfaction. Those are the kind of terms they use. Now, the kind of happiness that we're talking about is not that kind. That kind is an external happiness that comes from outside, and it's affected by everything that changes, and, of course, things change frequently, as we all know. The kind of happiness that we're talking about is an internal, natural happiness. It comes from the genes A very simple demonstration would be uh, self evident for all of us. Anywhere around the world, if you do a good deed or an act of compassion Mm -hmm. for somebody else, you're going to feel good. You're going to feel real good. I don't care who you are. That's true.
0: That is very true.
2: And it's going to happen every time you do that, it won't be saturated. So that's what we call internal or natural happiness, and that's the kind of happiness that we're talking about.
0: All right, doctor, stand by. You and I have to take a commercial break. ExoNation, Dr. James Baird is our special guest. Dr. Baird, along with Lori Nadell, have written a book entitled Happiness Genes, Unlock the Positive Potential Hidden in Your DNA. The website is www.mindfulmealdiet.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as the exome continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talkstar Radio Network and on the Exon Broadcast Network. Don't go away.
1: Just to dance with everything I love Before this dance is new, I, think I love too. So happy when you dance today. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Have you heard about HazelineGuns.com, the best firearms dealer in the D.C. area? Buying a firearm online from HazelineGuns.com is secure, easy, and cost-effective with no transfer fees and only a $25 state processing fee. Discounts available for active law enforcement first responders and military personnel at HazelineGuns.com, where every day is like Black Friday. What are you waiting for? Visit HazelineGuns.com today. That's H-A-Z-E-L-I-N-E-G-U-N-S.com.
4: So I went back to the doctors because when I needed a second opinion and I went back and told him he was a good doctor, but he wasn't there. I got some woman in a white coat standing there. I said, excuse me, but who are you? She said, I'm a nurse practitioner. I said, well, you mean you're practicing being a nurse? She said, "No, no, no, not quite like that. No, I am a qualified nurse." I said, "Oh, then why do they call you a practitioner? Because you're practicing on me? I'm not sure I want that." She said, "No, no, 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 no. Nurse practitioners allowed to give you prescriptions." Help you with minor surgeries and all that kind of thing, like you know, and I take care of you when the doc's not around. She said, We're going to become really popular. I said, Well, blimey, somebody like you is going to be really popular. Let me tell you. Oh, she said, She got offended with that, so I said, Sorry, I didn't mean to offend you, but now I know what a nurse practitioner is, don't I? Remember that, nurse practitioner, they're the future. Find a good one.
0: For more information on Alfie and Jeff Not, visit www.navigatingthehealthcaremaze.com. That's www.navigatingthehealthcaremaze.com.
1: Imagine me and you, I do, high
0: Welcome back everyone. Dr. James Baird is our special guest. He is the co-author with Laurie Nadell, Dr. Laurie Nadell, of a new book entitled Happiness Genes Unlock the Positive Potential Hidden in Your DNA, www.happinessgenes.org. And doctor, before we went to our commercial break, we were talking about internal happiness and how doing good deeds for somebody or helping somebody else out gives us a, a feeling of happiness inside.
2: All right, well, that's what we call the genetic happiness Mm -hmm. because it comes from the genes. You know it comes from your genes because when you do it, you receive a positive emotion, and it happens to every person and every culture at all times, so you know it has to be genetic. Now, the problem with that is we'd love to be able to do that, but we don't. Uh, As we know, the world is not that kind of a place. It's a place full of violence. Now, why is that? Well, the reason for that is we still have our caveman instincts, and those have a higher priority in our genetic priority than the spiritual or happiness genes, so that you can't do it all the time. So we all know that uh, when we try to be nice to people mm-hmm. and we feel good about it, then we know that even a little later on we'll be shouting at somebody or we'll try to get in heads in line, uh, or on a a global effort, we'll try to create wars, whatever comes out of it. So now what's the resolution? Well, our approach is, the reason why we can't be internally happy all the time is because of what I just said to you. Uh, I mean, I'm sure that some monks in some remote place could pull this off a lot better than us, but we have to live in the real world. So... The way that we approach that is we take advantage of a relatively new science called epigenetics. And that has the ability of changing your genetics through your mind. It's a uh, pretty complicated, it's a biological synthesis that we could read about, we're not going to go into it at this point. But by using the power of your mind, you can in effect Change actually what you do is you turn off certain kinds of genes, and so that's the procedure that we use. So, if we can come up with a program where it's practical and reasonable for people in the workaday world to use this type of a technique, they will be able to reduce their caveman instincts considerably, and the more that they are reduced the more your happiness genes will have opportunity to be coming into effect.
0: Doctor, how did you get the idea for your new book, Happiness Genes? Well, the way
2: is I've been uh, studying happiness for a number of years. I've written several books on the subject, and I always felt that there was some connection between spiritual genetics in actual biological genetics. Mm -hmm. But I never really could do anything about it other than to theorize it. Uh, So then when the Human Genome Project came along, not too long ago, they had a major breakthrough in in discovering the genes in the genome. So now there was a technique coming up where we could actually identify genes that produce certain types of functions and traits. And so... They already have done that to a certain extent. How long it will take to point out the exact genes or the group of genes that are responsible for happiness, I don't know. But we don't need to know what the genes are. We just need to know that it works. And then the other thing that happened on top of that was this discovery in epigenetics basically at the same time, just a a year or two ago. So they all came together at one time. So I thought that this would be an opportune time to reveal this in a book um, ahead of time to encourage the neuroscientists and people who, just, who work in genetics to actually come up and identify these certain genes so that people would feel very comfortable with this type of technique.
0: Tell me, doctor, is there any scientific proof or scientific evidence that spiritual expression results in happiness?
2: Um, my answer to that is try it and you will be the proof. In other words, you can't prove happiness Mm -hmm. scientifically because it's like beauty. It's in the eye of the beholder. What's happy to one person is not happy to the other, and that doesn't relate to scientific type of investigation. But by doing it, simply doing yourself, you will know immediately that the answer is yes, it does work. And it works for everybody.
0: Okay. if if, As we were discussing, if natural happiness is is uh, is always available. then why are there so many people who are frequently unhappy?
2: Well, that's the reason for that is, is because they, they attempt to become happy through what we, what we call common happiness, which is just acquiring things, new toys, a new car, more money, more pleasures. And these things all result these do not result in happiness. And what's fun today may be a disaster tomorrow because conditions change. So that's one reason. And the other reason they really don't, it's this caveman instincts type thing, which I believe personally is is the reason for most of the world violence uh, that's in us is still in us. And I'm sure you've all seen the caricatures of a caveman dressed in a modern business suit. Mm -hmm. It's not very far from being reality.
0: But when we look at the state of the world, sir, if the uh, the different countries who are trying to develop nuclear capability—they're saying it is for you know their own electrical needs—and we know we know for a fact that they're planning on using their 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 nuclear we- their nuclear uh, build-up and their nuclear ability for war. Uh, how does this relate to the caveman? I, I have a hard time relating to that.
2: All right, well. Basically, it comes down to survival instincts. The first instincts that were built into cavemen and built into all of those, of course, is survival. Mm -hmm. And in the first instance, they were very competitive. It was competition for resources. Whoever got the food first lived. Right. Whoever got the mate first Mm -hmm. had a family and survived. And those features are still in us. And it's called competition for resources, which is one of the main things. That's the reason we have wars, because we want what the other person's got.
0: Uh We want their resources. uh, All right, but let's just take this example of the nuclear uh, capability one step further. If that was the fact, sir, where it's the caveman instinct and it was a matter of survival, would we not annihilate the other side? In order for for us to win, without trying to negotiate peaceful ends.
2: Well, I, that's where we're headed.
0: But we are trying, sir, before that to end it peacefully. So if
2: oh, well, we are trying to, but obviously it's not very successful.
0: Well, it hasn't been successful up to now. That doesn't mean in the future it's not going to be successful.
2: Well, all right, that's the other side of it. As it, uh, there is a lot of concern today. It's not just because of the wars. We've always had wars. Mm-hmm. And the reason we've had them is because of the survival instincts. But anyway, and we managed to survive. But the problem now is we've come up with weapons of mass destruction, which have the potential of annihilating the species. I'm not saying it's going to happen, right. but they have that potential. So now the other side of the coin is, if we look at it from another perspective, the creator who created us and the evolutionary theory, may have just made this part of his plan so that in time evolution will take care of these problems that we have now. And we will become a different kind of species, perhaps, and probably more like one that's likely to survive working together because the only way we're going to work together is we all become one. We can't be separated from each other. We are all one. Our genes prove that we all came from a common Mm -hmm. Ancestor, no question about it. So we are all one. We got to get back to that. Now will evolution do that? That's a question (laughs) way beyond my sense. Uh, But in the meantime, I'm just saying from a personal standpoint, without the global perspective, from Mm -hmm. an individual perspective, we can do things today, and we have to do it now. Starting with one person, as you probably heard from many other sources and everybody working together become more as a group.
0: Dr. Baird, please stand by, sir. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exonation. Okay. Dr. James Baird is our special guest of this hour. His website is www.happinessgenes.org. He's the author, along with Dr. Laurie Nadell, of Happiness Genes, Unlock the Positive Potential Hidden in Your DNA. And Dr. Baird and I will be back talking more about happiness genes on the other side of this news break that's coming up shortly. Before we go, if you'd like to find out what the latest news is on Paragators, visit uh, the TV series website at www.paragators.org. That's P-A-R-A-G-A-T-O-R-S.org. O-R-G. My name's Rob McCall. This is The Exone, And we're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, On the Talkstar Radio Network and on the Exxon Broadcast Network. We'll be back on the other side of this break with the news. Don't go away. You and me,
1: no matter how they toss the dice, it had to be the only one for me. is you and you for me, so happy together. 'Cause you're not-
0: Uh, Dr. James Baird is our special guest uh, this hour of the Exxon Nation. His uh, book is entitled, that he wrote with Dr. Laurie Nadell, Happiness Genes, Unlock the Positive Potential Hidden in Your DNA. And for more information on uh, Dr. Baird and uh, Dr. Nadell, visit www.happinessgenes.org. Tell me, doctor, what can we do to resist our caveman instincts?
2: Well, I'm sure that most uh, people have some idea that our minds are divided into two sections. Mm -hmm. Uh, One is the conscious mind, which is the part of the mind that we do to create, solve problems, and do our work away work. And the other part is the unconscious, has, has been called subconscious, is currently called unconscious mind. And this part of the mind is basically... A huge uh, CD recording of all of our life experience, our ancient instincts, which are these caveman instincts, and habits It's what we've learned all of our life. So everything we absorb is in there, and this just plays automatically. And I know every one of us can relate to that by the experience of thoughts just buzzing around in our head. Automatically thinking about this, worrying about that, worry about the future and the past, and so forth. Mm-hmm. But there is a ringing around in their head, and that's the output, the function of the unconscious mind. And in there is the instincts that we were talking about. Now, the unconscious mind's been pretty well decided by most everybody was affiliated in the field that is by far the larger part of the mind, and we're in that section most of the time. So essentially, what it, does, it really does uh, run our life most of the time. And the problem is with these thoughts, these thoughts carry emotional impact, and they give you anxiety. They give you worry about the past and fear of the future, and that's all running around in your head. So for people to be happy... That has to become under control. If that continues to happen, you're not, there's obviously no way it's going to be happy, and there's no way you can get control to stop some of these uh, caveman instincts or negative instincts that bring harm to people rather than good to people.
0: So, so as so, I understand it, it's a, it's a matter of reprogramming.
2: Well, <laughs> theoretically, what you say is right, but the question is how how does one do that?
1: Uh-huh.
2: And so the way that we the way that we try to do that is with these um, training exercises. We have certain programs, and one of them is called the 28-day program mm-hmm. for retraining your mind. So you're absolutely right. You have to or we have to get in control of our mind before we can do anything. There's no way you can get to be happy or get to do anything unless you get some control of your mind. So we provide these exercises, which are simple and straightforward. They don't take much time, but they put our focus on making these changes that you're talking about.
0: How long would it take for a person to see results uh, taking the 28-day program?
2: 28 days. That's, uh, I mean, it sounds sort of strange to be able to say something like that. Yeah. How could that be? But it's been demonstrated that you can reprogram your mind uh, in 28 days. Now, not to say it's going to be perfect. It's not going to be perfect. These are steps. It's going to be a significant difference over what you have. And these exercises don't take long, Um, five minutes a day, something like that, maybe 10 tops, and they can be done practically in any situation. Um, You don't have to go into a hypnotic stance or anything like that to do all these things, but you do have to use certain techniques that affect your mind. And so uh, hopefully if people follow this that they'll get positive results, and I'm sure they will, and then if they want to go into deeper programs, in the book also we have a more extensive program for changing habits so that these things are done automatically. Is is this
0: method something like neuro-linguistic programming?
2: Something something like that. It's uh, it's been developed by uh, Lauren Dell who is a, a psychologist and also she's had she's also got a PhD in hypnosis and so she's very familiar with these types of techniques if she's studied under different universities.
0: Is, is there any danger psychologically to the person who is trying to reprogram themselves for example, if you try to do this pro deprogramming or, or reprogramming or in you know doing the 28 day program, is it possible or, or is there any danger that it may affect some other part of your psyche?
2: Um, the answer to that is no and I say that pretty positively because it's been well demonstrated. Uh, even under hypnosis, that you cannot do any negative thing or do anything that's against your conscious uh, conscience. So, um, no, you're the one making decisions, and the mind is not making the decision because it just wants it wants to do what it wants to do. It's the boss. So, when I said before earlier that it's these caveman instincts mm-hmm. that are causing these problems, worldwide violence. What I was really saying is that it all comes from your unconscious mind wherein where the cavemen is, are included. It's our unconscious minds that's really the villain. And so no matter what you do, uh, there's no way you're going to get happier uh, or enjoy life more unless you can spend some time training your mind so that you're not being controlled by a mind which just runs automatically.
0: Tell me, doctor, how do you how do you and other uh, other people who you know uh, come up with these different programs to to help a person um, in this case? Well, they're,
2: to get... they're, yeah, they're they're not they're not that uh, unusual. In fact, these kinds of programs. Yeah, I, I, used... I
0: understand. I understand that, sir. But please let oh. me finish my question. How but... are they? How are they tested? Like you know, um, it, for a pharmaceutical, you have to go through a battery of uh, of tests before the FDA approves it. So, what right. kind of testing would uh, a program like yours, uh, the 28-day program that changes the, uh, the 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 caveman instinct? How are these tested and regulated to see if there is any danger at all?
2: These type of uh, mind control. Mm-hmm. Uh, programs are used in many of the major hospitals throughout the United States. They're used with people who have debilitating diseases like cancer, for instance. are used with people who have all kinds of uh, other problems, mental types of problems like depression, for instance. Um, it's one of the most common treatments there are for depression, which is one of our major illnesses now.
0: All right, but how it's- would a person suffering from depression Benefit from a program that um, you know is is basically uh, that is used to resist our caveman instincts.
2: Well, maybe caveman instincts isn't the total way to to say it, but it doesn't come far from it. But it they are to resist things that cause problems in our uh, unconscious mind. Alfred, let me ask you this question: sure. You've heard of the placebo effect, definitely. All right. There's a perfect example out of how your mind can change your biology.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, is that scientific? Absolutely. Yeah. It's proven that it's more than thirty percent effective. If you believe in your doctor and your doctor believes in the treatment, it gets up to be sixty five percent.
0: You see, but you, you said something a few minutes ago that that raised a little flag when you said it was it's mind control.
2: Well, People, some people don't like the word mind control because it brings back other connotations, but yes. that basically is, is what it is. It's a technique for changing your unconscious mind thoughts
1: mm-hmm.
2: into conscious mind thoughts. That's really what it is. You know, I can, yeah. I can
0: understand that if somebody's going to their psychologist and, and seeing them one-to-one. Uh, but, you know, when it comes to mind control from a book with no control factors available or any safety factors available, aren't we kind of stepping on uncharted waters here?
2: Not really. These type of techniques that we're talking about are used in, uh, in many hospitals and many institutions, and they have been for many, many years. There's nothing new about the programs. The thing that we're doing is we're applying to a specific application.
0: And, what is, and what is that specific application? Is it the happiness gene?
2: Yeah, this, it is specifically to take our unconscious mind and change the way it looks at happiness the way it looks at negative emotions or instincts.
0: All right, let me, try, let me try and understand this. If a person is unhappy, and as you said before, it's a matter of, will. if the person wants to change or if the person wants to do it, they'll do it as if, as, you know, in the case of hypnosis. If a person doesn't want to be hypnotized, they won't be hypnotized.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: If a person is unhappy, what is going to change their unhappiness to happiness by reading a book?
2: Well, where, where does happiness come from? Happiness—the kind we're talking about—it comes from your mind. Mm-hmm. It's the chemicals, the chemicals in your mind that get changed.
0: Right, the endorphins. And they
2: affect the genes. Sure. Oh, okay, but it's the same thing like taking a drug. It's mm-hmm. like taking some drug that for depression it does essentially the same thing. Changes certain uh, chemicals, bad chemicals. that give you negative vibes in your head. To chemicals that give you good feelings in your head.
0: Well, I, I always thought that antidepressants actually increased a certain chemicals that are causing a chemical imbalance. that it has nothing to do with replacing one with the other.
2: Uh, chemical imbalance is a whole other subject. But what is depression uh, caused by? I happen to be one of the uh, founders of a firm that does nothing but biochemical balancing, Called the Pfeiffer Institute, right? And they just use vitamins and nutrients for that process, but that's uh, basically for attention disorder, things of that nature, for mostly for younger people.
0: But is, is so it, that's is quite it, a
2: little different thing. But the process is not too different. You can do the similar things with your mind.
0: But is isn't a chemical imbalance just one of the many theories that cause uh, mental illness? Yeah. And of course, True. depression is a mental illness, right? Absolutely. Okay. So how would, if you have a person who is clinically diagnosed as being depressed, how is reading happiness gene going to switch them around to being a happy person and hopefully getting them off antidepressants and hopefully getting them happy?
2: Okay. The way, the way that's most popularly treated depression today right. with particularly difficult cases is they first go on meds or drugs to a point where they can have some control over themselves. Then the next step is cognitive therapy. And what that means is they teach them why they're having the problem so they can understand the problem, Mm -hmm. and then they can do some mental exercise. That's the common way of doing depression treatment today, and it's probably the most effective. Uh, As far as the happiness genes are concerned, it's not... A lot different, except the goal is different. In our case, what we're trying to do is turn off the genes that block the happiness genes. In other words, we know we have happiness genes because we can feel the effect every time we do an altruistic act.
0: Sure, by helping somebody and doing a good job. We know
2: we know we got them. So the question is, how do we get them to work all the time? And the way we get them to work all the time is to block the things that turn them off. And the things that turn them off are some of these uh, negative instincts that we have, such as competition, and power, and uh, materialism, things of that nature.
0: But isn't that what everyday life is about?
2: (laughs) Unfortunately, it is, yes. Everyday life is where we're living in our unconscious, and everyday mm -hmm. life, most of us, probably all of us who aren't in a monastery or something, uh, have this problem with our unconscious mind it is it is the, the nature of man and women of course
0: but it, it, but it's, in order to change to follow the um, the happiness genes and and what you and i were just talking about a few minutes ago to get away from what is what is making us unhappy, you know, money, the fast pace of life, and so on and so forth, we'd have to change our entire way of living and risk losing everything we have to be happy. So, if you lose everything that you've got, how in the name of heaven can you be happy?
2: Well, we don't want to change our life with respect to everything we do. And there's no reason, as I mm-hmm. said before, we can't enjoy our pleasures, you can go to the movie, go to dinner, whatever you want, whatever turns you on. There's no reason you can't buy a new car. But you need to realize that those things, although they feel good, will not make you happy further than maybe a few milliseconds while you do it. So this thing I'm talking about, you lay on top of that, this internal thing you can do with your everyday life. Don't even suggest you change your everyday life. Just look at it from a
0: different perspective. All right, stand by, sir. You and I have to take our final break. Exonation, Dr. James Baird is our special guest, happinessgenes.org. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Hey. Stay here. And welcome back, everyone. I'd like to take this opportunity of thanking all our guests tonight. And uh, what a great night it's been. We started off the evening with, um, let me see, we had uh, Philip Imbrogno, our number one, Tom Curtis, our number three. Uh, I'm sorry, hour number two, hour number three, Mitch Batros And my guest this hour is Dr. James Baird. He, along with Lori Nadell, have written a book entitled The Happiness Gene, Unlock the Positive Potential Hidden in Your DNA. The website is www.happinessgenes.org. Doctor, before we went to the uh, this final break, you said that you, you, you put what you learn from the happiness gene over your your daily life I, I believe that's what you said and how, how can how will this affect your daily life if you put it over and not implement it into your daily life
2: well you do implement it into your daily life well <clears throat> maybe over was not the right word at that particular time mm-hmm. but it, the point is to have people realize that they are designed created by a created by their creator to be happy And if they want to uh, take away any message from this book, is that we were created to be happy, but the lengthy evolutionary process is out of sync with our present environment. And the new science of epigenetics can teach us how to do a kind of genetic engineering and turn off our negative primitive genes without waiting for evolution to catch up.
0: But isn't it dangerous for people to start changing their own DNA, Doctor? Are you happy? I'm very happy.
2: Then you're an exception. Most people are not very happy. So if you are very happy, I don't know what kind of happy you're talking about, but if you are very happy, most all the time, there'd be no reason for you to even look for change, I wouldn't think. But that's not the case for most people. And the rates of mental disease and the rates of depression are skyrocketing and going higher. Depression is like the third worst uh, disease Mm -hmm. in the United States. And the world's in torment and violence, and millions and millions of people are being killed. But we can't blame. You this. Can't tell me that's a happy
0: world. It, it's not a happy world, but it is the world. And I don't think that by teaching people or giving people the idea that they can click on this gene or shut that off, that it's going to change the world, sir. I really don't think that. Well, the the global I'm changes are going to be seen. the
2: world, will change a person, an individual. You got to start with an individual. Doctor, if the I wanna... person is not hap- unhappy, mm-hmm. then there's no point in it, as
0: you say. All right. I want to thank you very much for joining us, sir. Dr. James Baird has been our guest of this hour, ExoNation. Once again, it's one of these interviews where I think that this is huh, more woo woo than it is more fact and reality. Once again, people telling people how to change their lives. It makes no sense to me, especially when the word mind-control is said. And the word hypnosis, neuro-linguistic programming, come off it. Give me a break. People, you make your own happiness. You don't need to buy a book to find happiness. Help somebody cross the street. I'll be back uh, tomorrow night as once again we join you here in the X Zone. I'm telling you, these people who sell and uh, try to flog this self-help stuff, they just get my dander up. Until tomorrow night, always keep your eyes to the sky, your heart to the light. Good night now.
3: We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you.